Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump, hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump Digital Cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting. I have to stop. I have to stop. I need someone. I'm actually in studio today, guys. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I need someone in the sound of my voice to get me a bourbon. I don't care who you are. I don't I don't care what your position is. CEO of this company, get your ass out there and someone get me a bourbon. Because Trump has got NFTs and damn it, I need to be drunk off my ass. It's over, people. We are through the looking glass. We are in the upside down. We have crossed the Rubicon. Trump, his major announcement is NFTs. Kylan, 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 can I ask you a question? Kylan's running the board today, everybody. Hey, Kylan, can I ask you a question? Of course you can, Tony. What are you doing still sitting there? Get up and find me bourbon. You think because I have bourbon? I have it in my office. What are you talking about? I, I haven't I been in my office that. for a year and I still got bourbon. Someone's got bourbon. Every CEO has got bourbon in the third drawer. Trump teases major announcement and the major announcement is collecttrumpcards.com. Guys, Guys, if it was any other politician, any other political party, you'd be laughing so hard, you'd be on the ground, you would have wet yourself. Are you kidding? It's Trump somehow I have to take it seriously? For my dear, 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 always Trump, all the time, idolaters. I'm telling you, this is not going to be a fun time. Because I'm burning it all down. I am, I can't, I, no! You cannot ask me to take this seriously and take him seriously because the minute collecttrumpcards.com got announced, Ron DeSantis picked up 42 million votes. I I dare you to defend it. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. And I want you to know, I'm going to make fun of you. I'm telling you right now, so guys, so help Me, God, guys, I love you. Without you, I am not here. Without you, I don't have this incredible life. I cannot thank you enough. But there comes a time where you laugh at your friend for jumping in the pool clothed or wearing the lampshade on his head or once again going home with whoever that person was at the bar you know they shouldn't have gone home with. Dear Lord, have you no shame. This is one of those times. This is one of those, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I dare you 
to defend these things. Now, what are these things, you might be asking? What has got Tony out of his head? Trump said there was going to be a major announcement, like a major award. All of a sudden, it's a Christmas story. And he, he puts out this video where it's like him, and it's a cartoon, and he's like a uniform, like, like, a, like a Superman uniform, and he's got freaking laser beams coming out of his eyes. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a major, major, it's going to be a major, what, a vice presidential candidate? Uh, he's going to be pushing for Speaker of the House? Uh, he, I, I don't know. Um, uh, who knows what it could have been? And he announces these fakakta crazy NFTs. Autographing memorabilia and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99. $99! He did not just say that. Official Trump digital trading cards are $99. Which- Kylan, will you please do me a favor? Please uh, look online. Can you find out how much my digital trading cards are? The Tony Katz digital trading cards. That would be the TKDTC. The, the, the TKDTCs. Can you tell me how much uh, the, those are, are worth right there? Trump's selling his for $99 a piece. How much, how much are mine now, uh, there, there, Kylan? How much are mine? Zero. I don't have one. But you know what? Son of a bitch. I'm making one today. Phones are ringing. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I swear to you, Trump has one of him riding on a red, white, and blue elephant. So help me God. It's like a scene out of Return of the King from Lord of the Rings. And the mastodons are coming, and the orcs are fighting, and there, and there, in in the, in Rohan is 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 Viggo Mortensen. I can't remember his name. Uh, you know, a Strider, whatever, whatever it was. He was the guy on the horse. He's the king, I tell you. And then he got with Liv Tyler, and that was good. Bravo, Vigo. Bravo. And that was it. Good lord. Good. Can you tell I'm out of my head? Trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community. And I think it's something you're going to like and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone. And Tell me when they're all gone. Don't, don't ask me to defend the indefensible. Don't ask me to defend the ridiculous and the insane. And for those of you who think for a second this has no bearing on 2024, you might be half right. People have crazy short-term memories, guys. People have crazy short-term memories, and Lord only knows what can happen between now and, let's say, this time next year, and who knows how this will work. But is this silly? Is this embarrassing? Is this something, I swear to you, the only thing left is for Barack Obama to start selling Ginsu knives on the Home Shopping Network. So help me. So help me. I, I said, if you're going to defend Trump, I'm all ears. I am all ears. Only thing you can't do is curse, right? I understand there's passions. There's passions. Kylan, finger on the dump button. Jeff, welcome to the show. Jeff, I, I give you 
your moment to defend President Trump on the the collecttrumpcards.com. Okay, first of all, what about Tony Katz digital trading cards, huh? I already Wouldn't that be a moneymaker? I, I, I already said I don't have one, but I'm absolutely going to make one, and I'm going to sell it for $45,000. That's my plan. That's there my you plan. Because, honestly, it's just as crazy. But go on. Defend. Defend this, please. I am. Trump, had, Trump is a major brand, and he's just expanding on his brand. I mean, you look at all the things that he's done in the past and how successful they've been. He's just going on the next level and, you know, trying to make more money. And, you know, he can never have enough money. He, he always wants more and more. All right. So I got to tell you, Jeff, I don't think you're actually defending Trump there. I think you claim to defend Trump so you can do some slams on, on, on Trump uh, week. Jeff, Jeff, I appreciate you listening, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with weak on that one. And I'm going to say that was not a defense of, of, of Trump. You got to know how to decipher these things, guys. I can't tell you if a year from now this will hurt him. I can tell you that he is going to get laughed at, and rightfully so. This is a major announcement. It's the former president of the United States. This is a major announcement. This is embarrassing. And it needs to be understood that Trump moved in a way to embarrass the people who have supported him. If you tell me Trump does things to make money, I'm not going to have any argument with that. Trump can't do it, but Nancy Pelosi can engage some insider trading from now until the end of time. You know how many people have family members who do business in Ukraine who are also members of Congress, the House, or the Senate. I had no idea I could do business with Ukraine. Nobody told me. No one said to me, Tony, why are you bothering with college? You know what you need to do? You need to be able to connect person A to person B, even if you can't, and and then uh, get a job with a, an energy concern in Ukraine. You make yourself about $80,000 a month. It's good money. I mean, you know, it's it's not great money, but it's not bad for, you know, not having any skill set in that area whatsoever. Oh, I could have been very happy. 80,000 a month. Eight, you know how many Trump NFTs I can buy with 80,000 a month? A lot. I get him on the elephant. I can get him. Uh, I can actually get for uh, $299, there's an NFT of Trump riding Mike Pence. You can get anything if you're willing to spend. And with $80,000 a month working my Ukraine contacts, daddy got a whole bunch of cash. In this conversation, I am daddy. If Trump supporters think, and I'm talking about Trump idolaters, because even with all this, I should always be clear, Trump is better, even with this, than Joe Biden is today. Just so we understand each other, Trump is being callous. Joe Biden thinks it's okay to perform surgeries on children who decide to change their gender. So I'm going to rank these things, and I'm going to say Trump is better than Biden. I said it. I meant it. it. You want to take me on on that one? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. I'll do that one too. But this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He looks ridiculous. He looks home shopping club ridiculous. 
He might as well be Joe Namath telling me how I can get a special deal on my insurance. It's not embarrassing. It's pathetic. This is pathetic. And to say it otherwise in any other way is, wait for it, pathetic. Somewhere I'm going to run across some video, some audio, some something, a host somewhere who says that he or she thinks these trading cards are great. That's, that's, what, that's what they're going to say. These trading cards are great. Um, that's, uh, that's going to be a special moment because that's going to be the moment you have seen a host who will not be honest with you. TV, radio, blog, video, the people who tell you that this is a really smart idea, that this is a really good idea. Well, those are people who tell you anything, just not the truth. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is down 874. The NASDAQ is down 381. Uh, By the way, that's better because it was down more than 900. I was told yesterday that the inflation report was just great. It was great and fantastic and terrific and everything is so good. Oh, it's so, 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 so good. Uh, It's just, you can't imagine how well the markets are doing. It's just super, super awesome, terrific uh, here. And here's a guy from the uh, administration uh, to, uh, to prove it to you right here. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be back on the show. Ah, it's good to have you. And we feel good about the strength of the U.S. economy. Uh, we've created more jobs in the first two years of President Biden's administration than at any time in the last 50 years. We still see a great deal of momentum in the economy in terms of consumer demand is still strong. Can we just put an end to this? This guy works in the Treasury Department, and it's just, it's just pathetic. The markets aren't okay. You heard that the uh, European banks were raising interest rates as well, and they're going to have to raise at a higher rate and with with more severity because they didn't hit it hard enough to begin with. And I know some people are worried about whether or not Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, is hitting too hard. But it certainly doesn't seem like that's the case just yet. And then there was this. It's a really cool story. This is over at CNBC. The headline was, home flipping profits drop at the fastest pace in over a decade. Even still, to this moment, I get calls, and you've probably gotten these calls. Hey, uh, you interested in selling your house? They all want to buy your house. Sight unseen. They just want to hand you cash, and you move out. But we've seen, I think it was Zillow. Right, you go to Zillow and you find out the, the how much your house is worth. You get your Zestimate. It's Estimate with a Z because the name of the company is Zillow, so they call it a Zestimate. And that that's that's why they make the big bucks, people. Yeah, everyone loves a pun. And they had done a lot of buying of houses, figuring they could flip the houses. And you know what they ended up with? Uh, they and they ended up with not so much. They ended up shutting down that whole world 
because it wasn't making money. It was causing them a gigantic problem. Third quarter gross flipping profit fell 18.4% from the previous quarter. 75% of third quarter home sales were flips, down 8.2% from the second quarter. People getting in to flip, get out, everybody in the investment, that investor class. There are cities uh, in, in the Indianapolis area, the city of Fishers, right? if you don't know where it is, to the north and the east of, of Indianapolis, they wanted to engage legislation that would prevent these corporate buyers. And my question was, well, how the hell are you going to do that? How do you prevent corporate buyers? Well, you just can't have all this corporate ownership. Uh, you got to have individuals owning the house. To which I would respond, if I am the homeowner and I have somebody who wants to buy my house, let's just use uh, numbers for the sake of numbers, $1,000. I want to buy my house for $1,000. But here's this other person who wants to give me $1,300 for the house. You're telling me I can't take their $1,300 because it's a corporation? Uh, it's my house. I have the right to sell it to whomever I choose, and I'm selling it for the 1300 bucks. How does the city decide what the individual takes for dollars? I always thought that was crazy. I always thought that was absolutely crazy. Yeah, that you would think that and, and somehow think, well, yep, sorry, it's just too bad. It's not too bad. That's not the way it works. But if the house flipping is not as profitable... Here's, here's what I know about capitalism, people. Here's what I know. If it's not as profitable, people um, won't do it. So if the house flipping then goes down, that means less people buying homes. That means more inventory, which means prices go down. Which you can argue, well, that's great. Prices go down because, after all, you, you've got... Uh, uh, interest rates that may go back up, especially as we just raised uh, the Federal Reserve rate by half a point. So, so you got that going for you. But now, if you were thinking you had um, these, 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 this world, this equity in in your home, and all set and good to go, well, now you're thinking differently. Now you're not so sure. Now we see house prices go down and people got houses at high interest rates. You now add to this the amount of people who are losing jobs, hiring freezes. All of this leads me into a bad 2023. And I get what the administration is saying. And when I say I get it, I mean, I hear it. I don't get it. Because it certainly doesn't sound like they're telling the truth. Doesn't sound like they're connected to what's going on in the world like you and I are connected to what's going on in the world. What we see is much, much different. What we see is a lot of what I'll call dishonesty from them. Follow the markets as uh, they go. Find everything. TonyCats.locals.com. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.
I'm covered by the Hatch Act from here. I am limited to what I can say, and I just can't talk to political contributions or anything related to that. I cannot speak about it from here. And his opinion, though, I, I just is just cannot speak to this uh, from here. Even his opinion, even his thoughts about uh, the contributions, donations. You mean the contributions from Sam Bankman-Fried to Democrats? $40 million, 51 to Democrats, 10 to the GOP. That's that's how I, I have the story. That's how it's broken down. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That is uh, the, the, the number, my people. Now... I had heard that, and it wasn't just rumor, that the Indiana Democratic Party, they uh, had gotten money from FTX. Was it a lot of money? No, not necessarily a lot of money. 10000 maybe less than $10,000, but still... Yeah, it might be a lot of money to you and me. It's not a lot of money in in the political parlance. And so uh, they uh, they've decided, as was was shared with me, to give the money to charity. And I do not find this acceptable at all. The money belongs to the people. It was stolen from. So why is the money not going back to them? FTX, the crypto platform, Sam Bankman-Fried, who controlled it, owned it, also owned another company called Alameda Research, and was taking the money from those who had bought into the platform, if you will. Took that money, put it over at Alameda Research, then engaged in some investing in some really ridiculous concepts, ideas, things that were, were not sound, lost people's money, people came for their money, money wasn't there, a million to two billion is missing. Meanwhile, Sam Bankman-Fried loaned himself through Alameda Research $1.338 billion, and FTX had purchased over $250 million worth of property in the Bahamas. That's what this guy did. There's not enough jail time for him. Somebody was saying that he, he's in this Bahamian jail right now, right? They're waiting for an extradition. And it's, it's, uh, it's unfit. It's unfit for humans. And, and here's uh, what I say. Huh. Huh. That's it. That's all I have to say. I literally have nothing else to say. It's unfit for humans? I don't know what that means. I, all I know is he doesn't have to pay for that housing, and the people who do have to pay for their housing don't have their money anymore because this guy stole it. Well, Tony, they invested in crypto. What did you expect? Not to have the owner of the platform steal their money. You mean they just deserved it? Acrid nuggets. That's nonsense. Nonsense. They deserved, they didn't deserve any part of this. What kind of crazy thing would you be thinking to believe that? No, 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 no. 
he he's got to stay in a place uh, that uh, that really isn't um, you know attractive or isn't uh, super clean. Um, uh, that's all there is to it. I got nothing. I've got nothing for the dude. But these donations went to a lot of Democratic causes. I'm not saying Republicans didn't get money. I'm saying that happened. Vast majority was Democrats. Indiana Democratic Party got money. And now they're going to return it uh, by giving it to charity. It doesn't belong to charity, so we're clear. That's not what you do in this case. Sometimes there could be reasons to um, to go with charity, right? There could be a reason to do so. And I, even I, who'm not a fan of uh, the silly that is the Indiana Democratic Party, even I don't think that if it was came from another source and they gave it to charity, that would be a problem. This money was stolen from people, and it has to be returned to them. I think the bigger story for the Indiana Democratic Party, if no one had looked to see if you'd gotten any money from Sam Bankman-Fried, would you have returned the money at all? Or were you content with keeping the money from this thieving bastard because, well, no one's asking about it. Won't pay any attention to it whatsoever. Was this your plan? Was this your theory? You were just going to keep the money because, after all, uh, nobody was going to say anything? Because the vast majority of the journalism, quote-unquote, in Indianapolis doesn't actually ask tough questions. Remember, I have got a, uh, a mayor in Indianapolis by the name of Joe Hogsett. You've seen pictures. You've seen pictures. I have got a mayor who, for two nights of rioting, could not be found. We were told that he was at home. He was at home? What do you mean he was at home? Well, he was home. Was he monitoring the situation? How many computers did he have open? Did he have live feeds? Was he talking to the chief of police? Was he speaking to Governor Eric Holcomb? Was he speaking to the National Guard? No one asks a question. I have exclusive audio of these questions being asked of uh, the, the mayor, Joe Hogsett. There you go. These questions don't get asked. No one asks the key question. Mayor Joe Hogsett. Beats the bloody hell out of me. I can't tell you. The only thing I can tell you is that people are running to replace him on the Democrat side. And I've heard some people tell me, you know what, Hogsett's terrible, but you don't want some of these other people because some of these other people, they, uh, they're, they're real radicals. You see, Hogsett, you know, he's terrible, but he's not going to do anything. These other people are terrible and they're radical leftists. You haven't seen Woke yet. And I'm like, oh, 
Dang. And then there's Abdul Hakim Shabazz, who I am staring at right now. I'm a rare in studio today and tomorrow, Kylan. That's a one-two punch. I am staring at Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Do me a favor, Kylan. Get up and, and go in there. Just interrupt his recording. It's probably nothing. And say, does, does Abdul want to speak to me about this exploratory committee he's put together to figure out whether or not he's going to run for mayor? Mayor of Indianapolis. Exploratory committee, Kylan. Make that happen. And if he gives you any, any problem, punch him right in the face. Just punch him. Look, I, I got the news when you got the news. I got the news when you got the news when he announced that he, he's going to form an exploratory committee. Abdul Kim Shabazz, right? IndiePolitics.org uh, and 93 WIBC. And I, I, the only thing I did was text him and say, okay, look at that. Kylan just dragged him right in. Oh, that's hot damn. Sit down. Sit down. Kylan is 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 a peach, is what is what Kylan is. A peach and a joy and a dream. You look exhausted. One day of exploratory <laughs> committee, and you look like like you could fall asleep. What's going on? Oh no, I've just been working all day. I've been up since like 3 30 this morning. Oh, so. oh, you mean like every day? Yeah. Your man has done a great amount of morning radio. Yeah. Abdul Akeem Shabazz, indiepolitics.org. Uh you you th- the idea that you would run, I've been asked that question numerous times, whether, whether, whether you are serious uh, uh, about running. But even for you, this, uh, the idea of running for mayor of Indianapolis, this is, a, um, this is a step you haven't gone to before. I've been in politics, uh, one capacity or another, for like 30 years and some change, but never as a candidate. I've right. uh, been a like, spokesperson for the Illinois Attorney General, did some of his policy work, but uh, helped on a couple of his campaigns, one successful and not, su- one not so successful. But as a candidate, uh, no, giving advice to candidates, wrote about what candidates should do. So now it's like, okay, maybe it's time maybe sort of stop talking and maybe just sort of do it. But that's just it. Like, like I, I've been in Indy now eight and a half years. It feels like yesterday, Abdul. It feels just like yesterday. And you know what a long day yesterday was. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, and, and so your name has come up as somebody who could run for the eight and a half years that I've been here. Your connections within Indianapolis, how, how you cover the place. When I say you took the next step, exploratory committee is not something small. That's a... That's a legit bit of maneuvering right there. Yeah, it is, it is. It helps you sort of test the waters, figure out whether you can raise money, check out the lay of the land without necessarily committing one way or the other. Uh, for example, Pastor Jackson, who's committed, uh, Robin Shackelford, Mayor Hogsett, they've all said, hey, I'm running for mayor. Here's my committee. Like, ah, I, because of my situation, it's a little bit different. I said, like, let's explore this a little bit more. Let's get the wife's, if not blessing, let's get her to not say no. Right, in, in the, the short the, run, as you call her, the lovely Mrs. Shabazz. Yeah, and then come back, and then come back uh, in thirty days, see see if we can raise the money, uh, see what the polling numbers look like, and then sort of make a decision from there, one way or the other. Uh, so let's start with talking to Abdul Akim Shabazz, IndiePolitics.org. Um, on the money side, Republicans find you would run as a Republican, correct? Yeah, small R. Okay, uh, within the party construct, not necessarily filled with the party right. uh, value. Yeah. Um, as a party, Marion County, they've been trying to rebuild after really decimation. They let themselves go. They let themselves die. They didn't try to uh, defeat uh, Joe Hogsett for for a second term. And I was, I, I was, uh, well, I think that Jim Merritt is a lovely person. I was not kind to that campaign by any stretch of the imagination. Has the Republican Party moved in a way enough for you to feel like there's an actual party apparatus here that could help? 
Yes and no. Uh, I know Joe, I've known Joan Elser for a couple years now. Uh, we're actually really good friends. Uh, the Marion County is a, is a blue county. Republicans have some challenges here. Just like in uh, Johnson County is very Republican. Democrats have challenges down in, down in Johnson County. I do think it is workable. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother doing it. It's not going to waste my time exploring something that's just totally, completely impossible, which is also also the reason why we got the exploratory committee, see how, how probable it is, is, a, is a possible victory. With that said, uh, there are a lot of people out there who are either Republican, independent, or just moderate Democrats who aren't happy with the current mayor right now, and they're looking for a, a quality candidate. And I think I can provide that quality candidate, which can get you the money to Get you the get you the finances now. Do you need four million dollars? That was the next question. Yeah. How much money are we talking about here? I would say to to run a decent campaign and in Indianapolis need a million bucks. But you can you can spend it wisely and target it uh, as opposed to the the three four million that Joe Hogsett has. And I also remind people too, go back to two thousand seven. Uh, then Mayor Bart Peterson, who was also running for a third term, had three million dollars in the bank, a sixty five percent, albeit soft, approval rating and was beat by Greg Ballard, who had two campaign staff and $50,000. So it is, it's workable. Uh, if you, if you want to believe you could do lightning in a bottle again, I mean, it's better to have a million dollars in the back. That's all yeah, I'm yeah, saying. No, no, I, I feel it. <laughs> now, if all, all things right? being considered, the lion and the lamb should lay down together, but I'd rather be the lion. So I'd rather have a million bucks than not have the, the million bucks and change. Talking to Abdul, Akeem Shabazz, IndiePolitics.org. Uh, this... Uh, this exploratory committee and the run for mayor. Now let me give you the difference. And, and I would say this clearly, Abdul. And I don't think I'm speaking out of school. We are very, very different conservatives or Republicans. or I, I would always call myself a conservative, not a Republican, in, in the same way with you. You play much more within the constructs. I'm much more from the activist side. We, we've always been this way. It has always been probably a, a, a key differentiator. But neither one of us would shy away from... Okay, you got a question about what I believe? Ask. Yeah. You were literally in the, you're, you're doing work in the other studio, <laughs> and I send Kylan in there, sacrificial lamb indeed, <laughs> go interrupt him, you know, and, and you walked right out and you sat down. What are the odds Joe Hogsett would do that or Robin Shackelford would ever do that? Uh, Joe, probably not so much. Robin, maybe. Do you think? I, I think? I think she I think she would, Bob. Like I said, she's got to get through a, a primary first. And, and it's interesting to me, though, because uh, like you, you, you know, a ton of media stuff over like, you know, the past couple of decades has changed, read a lot of stuff. So the question is, how would you say, Abdul, let's say you wrote something back in like, you know, 2009. Like, yeah. And what if somebody asked you about it? Like, well, I'm not going to deny it. Like, yeah, right. I wrote it. I mean, why lie? Like, yeah, I wrote it. Like, do you still think that? Well, let me see what, I, what, you, what are you talking about? I, I guess the, the reason I bring it up is, well, I still got a couple of minutes, is that approach, right? The, the openness conversation. It doesn't seem that politicians in Indianapolis do that. The lack of openness is stunning to me. Shocking compared to other radio friends I have in other places that I see. Is that an opening for you or or, or someone in comparison to Shackelford or Hogsett being able to, because of that willingness, being able to better reach out to where the constituents are and hearing what their story is? I think that helps. Also, I think what helps too is the fact that uh we don't deny we, we we are who we are. One thing that uh, politics has taught me, whether it's Barack Obama or Donald Trump, is people are looking for a certain genuineness and certain authenticity in in the person who's a candidate. They may not necessarily agree with everything, but they want you to be yourself. And like I said, having a you know been here almost twenty years, been in politics almost thirty years, why why change now? 
It's, it's like getting married and changing everything you are. Like, well, that's not why my wife fell in love with me, so why why change? Yeah, but we're not asking the impossible questions here about <laughs> why that took place. Listen, we are going to watch. We're going to follow. Uh, I, I talked about it this morning on the morning show. I'm going to I'm going to cover this election like I would cover any other. I think, and I texted you. I, I think it's kind of fascinating to throw yourself in there. You know, you do this job the way we do it. People sell you. You should run for office. You hear it often, but to re- cons- even to really consider it. That's a unique, unique step. Uh, and I'm curious to see which way you go with it. Abdul Akeem Shabazz, IndiePolitics.org. Hey, if it was good enough for Larry Elder, but hopefully I have better luck than Larry Elder. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you have much in common with Larry Elder. <laughs> right there, that's Abdul. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. My life be like... I come in studio one time and Hammer and Nigel are all upset. Why can't we come in? Why can't we be set up already? Why are you always taking our time, cats? Why are you like this? They get ranked number one in one nonsense fakakta trade. And the next thing you know, they're all sorts of elitist. Tune in for Hammer and Nigel. It's up next. I'm Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.